Well, as I said, as I said earlier, this little session is called The Interview, and uh, we're really excited to introduce these guys to you. They come from uh, Catalyst Vineyard Church up in Scotland. Why don't you say hello? And um, of all the youth groups, they are one of the most hardcore DTI youth groups. Do you know why? Because they come on a bus, and it takes them between 12 and 15 hours to get here. That's pretty committed, right? It's amazing. Is that right? It's slightly like less. Oh, it's did it once take you 15 hours? 12? 12. Okay, 12. I'm sorry. What we've got is people of integrity. Love it. Okay, so in a minute what they're going to do is they're going to introduce themselves. We're going to hear from all of them. Um, but the reason they're here is because we love to hear stories of what God is doing. Like not just what God does here in this five days, but in the other 360 days all around the world. Not all around the world, all around the year. And, um, and we're hoping it's going to be a massive encouragement to you guys as you listen, as you hear their stories, as you hear what God's been doing in their youth group. And uh, over the last few years, we've got to know you guys a little bit. Zeke's been up to Scotland to see you. And uh, I haven't quite made it up that far just yet. Um, but thanks so much for being up for sharing with us this morning. So over to you, Zeke. Yeah, so guys, we're so glad that you're here. And why don't you give us... Th- we're I'm, glad you're here as well. I'm, I'm here, guys. I've still got some kind of a voice. <laughs> well, why don't each of you give us like 30 seconds, who you are, a bit about your story, how you came to faith. And why not chuck in a funny fact about your life? Can you hear me? Great. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name's Dave. I'm the youth pastor at Catalyst, and uh, I live in Aberdeen and live with my wife, Hazel, and our two boys. And uh, I, I became a, a Christian when I was, I think, five or six, something like that, quite young. I remember sitting in my bedroom, reading my, my wee children's Bible, and just reading about Jesus and just thinking, I want, I want to know him. I want to, be, I want to be his friend. Just in that moment, it was just a really simple thing of just wanting to give my life to him, and that's what I did. Um, a, fun, a fun fact, I can hum and whistle at the same time. Okay. We've got we to see this. Got to wet the old lips. Here we go. Go away. Yeah, the mic kind of ruined it, but you, you get it. You get it. That's I good. Love it. How, how do you do it? Do a little... Uh, I've got it. I've not got that skill. Love it. Love it. Bex. I can't even whistle. Uh, I'm Bex. I'm the assistant youth pastor. And I became a Christian when I was about 11 at a youth festival, a bit like this, but a little bit smaller, called Imagine. And that was also where Jesus spoke to me about working with young people for the first time. And here we are nearly 19 years later. Uh, And my fun fact, seeing as it's Christmas tonight, I believe that Home Alone 3 is the best Christmas film. Do you know what? (laughs) Home Alone 3, they get worse as it goes on. I knew it would get hit. If you haven't seen it, you don't get an opinion. If you want to hear why it's the best, find me later and I'll talk you through it. Okay, great, great. Well, well, brilliant. There's going to be a long queue for that. It's going to be a long, long queue. By the way, just to say, media guys, can we get the timer on here? That would really help. Just so we're not sat here three hours later, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, Andrew, how about you, mate? Can yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So my name's Andrew. I'm 15 years old, um, and I became a Christian uh, a few years ago at DTI in 2021. Um, I've been a uh, I've been a Christian my whole life. Like my parents have always made faith a big part of uh, of my upbringing, but I didn't really I didn't really feel it. Like I didn't believe it. It was kind of just my my parents telling me what to believe. Um, so yeah, ever since then, I've just been uh, learning how to follow Jesus more. 
And a fun fact about, about me is not really about me, there's a lot of people here. Um, that's my fun fact. <laughs> it's a fun fact. Yeah, but God's with me, so it's all right. <laughs> Noah, how about you, mate? Hi, my name's Noah, I'm 17. Um, I, kind of, I grew up in church my whole life, but it's kind of this, uh, similar to Andrew, really. I was, I was about maybe 14 or so when I realized like, I couldn't really just cling on to the back of my family's faith for my whole life. I kind of had to take it into my own. And um, I had a sig number of significant encounters with, uh, with God that kind of shaped the way that I am today, I suppose. And I was just really taken aback that there was actually a God for me and it wasn't just for my family and for my parents and it was for young people as well. And so that's why just things like this are great where young people can come together and, and, um, and can come to faith as well. And fun fact, um, I'm like double jointed in my, in my thumb. I don't, know, I don't know if people want to see that though. Is that yes, we do. Yes, we we do. definitely oh. want to see that thumb. I need Oh, no, we look, the camera's not even on him. Just wait, wait, wait. Here we okay, go. let's get it close in because yeah. that is freaking me out. Oh, what? oh, no, that's me on the camera. We need, we need Noah on the camera. Ready? That's it. Okay. There's something. We'll pray for healing later. Any double-jointed friends in the room, just get your thumbs going. I'm, I'm not. Tanitze, how about you, bro? Hi, my name's Tanise, I'm 17, and I grew up in a Christian household. I've been a Christian all my life, but it wasn't until a few years ago at my first Christian festival where I really felt the Holy Spirit for the first time, and I was thinking, I want a personal relationship with Jesus myself. Uh, since then, there's been ups and downs, but I've been really trying to strive and grow in my faith myself and not just off what my parents have taught me. And yeah, my fun fact, I have an outie belly button, I'm not going to show that. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a little he's bit. Got an, he's got an outie belly button. I've got an innie. So yeah, that's, that's, that is a fun fact. Um, feel free to, yeah. Anyway, Emily. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, my name's Emily. I have been in a Christian family my whole life. Like uh, my family's always been, like my mom's got a really amazing faith and stuff, but I really, um, it's been such a journey for me to find that for myself because there was a time where I really thought that God did not exist. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what? Um, and uh, that was until, like, kind of the second lockdown when, like, I just started reading the Bible really randomly. And uh, it was, like, really slow. There wasn't one moment where I was like, oh, yeah, it's real. It was, like, really, like, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, the, maybe this is real, actually. Yeah. Should maybe pay more attention to this. And then, um, but I really came alive in my faith at like through various encounters at DTI and like other um, conferences and festivals. And God's really been so good to me over the years. And uh, yeah, it's been a really nice journey. It's great, Emily. And Hope, how about you? Hello, my name's Hope. I'm 15 years old. Um, my personal relationship and journey. Uh, with Jesus started about four years ago, I would say. Um, and a uh, fun fact about me is I'm really passionate for prayer. Uh, that's something God's really put on my heart, so. Love it, that's great, love it. It's you. We planned this really well. <laughs> hmm. Oh yeah, it's me, okay. Okay, great, <laughs> great. It's good to be humbled on the stage, brilliant. Well. 
absolutely excellent. Um, Dave and Bex, before we hear from the young people, and we're going to spend most of the time talking with you guys, young people, um, God's been doing amazing th- things, hasn't he, through you guys, through the young people. Just give us like a, a summary of what's been going on. We've just been totally blown away by God's kindness over the last wee while, and particularly coming off the back of DTI, as you have heard from these guys every summer, like our young people just coming back changed. Um, one one kind of story that comes to mind is in after DTI 2021, we were back on the coach 15 hours or whatever it was, and like t- one hour from like Aberdeen, and I'm like absolutely knackered, and then someone gets their phone at the back and starts playing worship music and singing along to it, and I think in my head, like, come on, like we've had a whole week of this, come on guys, what are you doing to me? But then it was this beautiful moment of like, young people just started like joining in, just singing together, and like the presence of God just like fell on the coach, like, um, and they were just starting to minister to each other, praying for the Holy Spirit to come, um, and it was this beautiful moment. And all of us as leaders, we were just looking back, being like, what, what is going on? One, one of our young people who throughout the week had felt like they hadn't connected with God, had felt kind of distant. In that moment, 10 minutes before getting off the bus, someone prayed for them and the Holy Spirit just like fell on them and they were just like totally blown away. So had, we've just had these kind of beautiful encounters where it's like young people, um, these guys and other guys from our youth group just just having this desire to minister to each other and to pray with each other. And we had just another quick one. Um, we had one night where uh, we just started with worship and then young people just during the worship off their own back just started praying for each other, asking the Lord to come. And it was like people were just falling over. People were crying. People were um, just letting pain out. It was this beautiful thing. Um, and we as leaders were just like, what's going on until the entire room was doing this? And so we just had to like can the talk. We had to can everything we'd planned for that night because we were just like, God is doing something special. And so we've seen a bunch of moments like that that have just really blown us away. Yeah, we've also seen a bunch of physical healings. So we've seen people with sore backs and necks being healed as people have laid hands and prayed for them. And we've seen the Lord bring loads of freedom, and particularly in the areas of porn and anxiety. And just as young people brought that to the surface, Jesus has really met them in that and brought new levels of freedom. Um, And we just want to make it really clear, it's not that our young people are perfect. Uh, We can definitely tell you from this week that that is not true. Uh, Or the leaders. And it's not that we're perfect. And if you ask them, they'll tell you that too. Um, It's just the Lord has been incredibly kind. And these guys have been pursuing him with all their might. And we're just trying to catch up with them, really. It's amazing, guys. And it's not just like God's been doing stuff in, in the young people. There's also your own stories and what God's been doing in you guys. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I, I was signed off work last year with depression, um, and really, that, that was a combination of uh, my, my wife and I, we lost our daughter, Evie, um, when she was three months old, really suddenly and unexpectedly, um, and so just walking through that grief, and then at the same time, I just had this belief in my head that, like, you're not good at your job, you're not a good youth pastor, and actually, someone else would be doing a much better job than you, and this was just kind of, kind of sitting with me, and I think those two things combined just really put me in quite a dark place. I was signed off and then coming back to work, I felt a little bit better, but really was just running on empty, really. There just, I just kind of felt like a, I just had nothing in the tank. Um, and I remember being in our youth uh, just one night in ministry, actually multiple times in ministry, where 
I would just feel like I'm totally at the end of myself, God. There's nothing I can give here. And I would just be on my knees. And then in that moment of just kind of crying out to God in my mind, it was like all these hands would just appear all over me like that. And I was just swarmed with all of our youth, just like just praying over me and asking the Holy Spirit to come. And like I've, you know, been a Christian a long time and experienced the Holy Spirit before, but, but genuinely in those multiple moments, I don't think, no, think I've ever experienced God in, that, in quite a profound way. It was so powerful and he just brought so much healing to that. And, you know, so bit by bit, that lie of, of, of you're, you're not good enough and, you know, you're a rubbish youth pastor. It was like God just started to dismantle that because, because of our, our young people just being willing to step out and just kind of pray and ask him to come. Um, and another young person um, prayed for my depression and just said, depression, go in Jesus' name. And I felt a real heat in my, in my head. And then I was set free from that, which is incredible. But what... Wow. wow. Yeah. Amazing, it's brilliant. And the the I think the beautiful thing about it for me, and the, I think the lesson that God was trying to teach me was that like I was coming back to work, operating out of a complete place of weakness, not able to do anything, and yet we were seeing our young people like doing stuff that I'd, I'd been praying for for years, just such passion, sharing Jesus with their friends, passionate about the word, praying for each other, and it was just like. God was just kind of affirming that thing just of like, my power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness and I don't need to be the best youth pastor in the world. I don't need to write the best talks or come up with the best strategy. I just need to partner with what he's doing. So, What about you, Bex? Yeah, so last year at DCI, uh, I was in charge and to be honest, I was feeling pretty overwhelmed and my sole focus was getting the same number of young people back to Aberdeen as left. Uh, and we did that, so that was great. Uh, but one night in ministry, um, I just felt the Lord start to speak to me. And he started to bring up these memories of a crime that I'd been a victim of. And I just felt like in that moment, I had a choice to invite Jesus into that um, or to shut it down. And so I was like, oh, okay, Lord, let's, let's go there. Um, and just as I started to allow Jesus into that, he just showed me that I'd associated something that happened to me, something that I had no control over, actually with my self-worth and with being single and thinking that that made me unlovable. And so Jesus just started to release me from that pain. And for me, um, that came out with a, a lot of crying and with a bit of screaming just as I let go of that pain, um, which was really, really sweet and like, yeah, totally life-changing in terms of how that made me feel. And then just as we were kind of leaving, I just felt like Jesus said, you've got to speak about that um, with the young people. Uh, because, you know, you don't want to be that youth leader who screams and then never speaks about it again. It's a bit awkward. Uh, so we chatted about it at breakfast, just a bit like this. I just explained what Jesus was doing in that moment. Um, and throughout the rest of the time, actually, other people in our group experienced the Lord in that same way as they could allow that him into their pain. Um, and it just felt like this thing that it felt like I'll have that for the rest of my life. That's always going to hurt. Actually, Jesus has brought more freedom than I ever thought would be possible. And as I've experienced that freedom and then prayed with other people, I've seen God bring the same freedom to them in their situations as well. So good, thanks. Amazing. Hey, let's, let's hear from some of you young people. Andrew, you love the Bible. What does it look like reading your Bible day to day? Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, I do love the Bible. That's a good question. Um, so 
I try to uh, do my Bible in one year plan every day. And that's like the main way I would say I connect with God's word because um, it's just like a, it tells me what to read and I read it and it's great. Um, and I don't, I don't get to it every day, which is all right, because my, my main focus is not to just get through it, just read it all, boom, boom, boom. Like I'm just trying to hear from God. Like I'm praying slowly when I read it. I'm asking God, what does this mean and how does it apply to my life? Um, but as well as that, I also have bookmarks like all over the Bible, uh, Old Testament and New Testament, like since I, since, like, since I started to read the Bible on my own, like my own personal time with God has really grown. And uh, my love for the Bible has really just, uh, yeah, really just kind of skyrocketed, to be honest. And, and Andrew as well, like, uh, let's keep with you, bro, sorry. Um, we, in terms of like D- DTI, last year had a real big effect on you, mate. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, it's actually your talk, Zeke, on uh, keeping God on the throne. It was like the most most impactful thing um, in DTI. And what that meant for me is I started to become more more bold in my faith. Like I started to have a love for the Bible, a love for prayer, and just start to like be able to talk to people about Jesus. Um, and I was I was convicted about how I wasn't acting like I wasn't acting like Jesus at school. Um, I would. Pr- pray and worship on Sunday and act like this great Christian and then go into school the next day swearing, gossiping, you know, judging others. And it seems like pretty minor, pretty, um, just like it doesn't matter that much, but I really thought, is this what I want people to see when they think that's a Christian? So uh, like the more I read the Bible, the more I prayed, the more I spent time with God on my own, I think he really, he was very merciful to me and he helped me through all this stuff. Um, I'm just, I'm so thankful he's still, he's still moving today, yeah. Just, just before we move on, what's, what's it been like with your friends at school? Have they noticed like a, they noticed like a difference in you? Yeah, so uh, some of my friends, uh, I gotta be honest, some of my friends like, like Andrew, why, why are you so different? Like, why are you being weird? Um, and to be honest, I don't mind because it's, uh, it's all up to God. Like, I don't have to act like, I don't have to act like the cool guy anymore. I don't have to be the funny guy. I can just be, just be there for them to talk about Jesus. Um, and one of the things that was, was really powerful was uh, I was praying for my school to to feel to feel the love of Jesus and I went to the to, uh, to school like the week after and this guy was on the Bible app um, and I was I was confused because I thought this guy was an atheist like this guy was this guy did not like God um, so I asked him about it and it turns out he had seen some stuff on TikTok you know he'd seen verses he'd seen people like let me pray for you um, he just and he downloaded the Bible app and yeah um, since then him and I have been inviting people to the uh, the SU group at lunchtime, we've been handing out Bibles, and it's just, yeah, God's really blessed that. Really good. Really good. We're coming. So encouraging. Hey, Tanitso, we're coming to you next. You were at the Scottish weekend away, and uh, you had some like powerful encounters with God, didn't you? Tell us a little bit more about it. So uh, going into that weekend away, I was feeling quite flat spiritually, like distant from God. I'd been through a period of time. I was just doing my own thing, living a worldly life. I wasn't really thinking about God in the back of my head. So one night when we were praying, I can't remember, it was Zeke talking. I think the topic was about um, shame and like feeling unworthy for God's love. And I just felt the Holy Spirit fall over me in that moment. And in that moment, I was just delivered from feelings of shame and unworthiness of God's love. And it just showed me that no matter how far you feel or how long it's been without talking to God, he's never far. He's always around the corner ready to take the burdens off your shoulders. 
Really good, really good. And since then, like what, like how's, how's it changed in your life? Since then, I've been really trying to strive to see God's face more. I've started reading my Bible every night before bed. I've got my Bible plans. Also, I've been trying to count the worldly uh, habits I have, like how I think, how I talk, how I am around my friends, just trying to be more Christ-like and be a good reflection of what a Christian is, like what Andrew said. And also, with that new fire, with the shame and unworthiness of love being cut out, I followed God's guidance and I was called to start my own Christian clothing brand, Wisdom Clothing. <laughs> so, uh, God just really had his hand over that. Um, through all the twists and turns, all the hardships, when I felt like, oh, this is too big for me, like, maybe there's someone better to do this. God's just reminded me, like, with his power, like, anything's possible. And uh, it's good to see, like, I've even had some of my non-Christian friends wearing it. And even though they're not Christian at the moment, just having a Bible verse on their back could, like, make a spark in their life, bring some curiosity, and hopefully one day bring them to God. So that's, that's what it's about. A little spark, eh? Just a little spark, guys. You never know what happens when God speaks to us in moments. Hey, Noah, you love worship. You love worshiping not just here in a big crowd, in your, in your, in your, bed, in your, boom, in your bedroom, at home, wherever you are. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, so I feel like I, I've loved worship all my life, and I loved worshiping. And, you know, when I was younger, maybe like three or four like my mom and dad got me like a, like a fake electric guitar, like one that already plays a song for you. And I used to like copy like the worship leader signals and stuff and like just try to be the worship leader. Um, and even then my parents were saying like, you know, I think that he, he'll really get into worship and really love worship. And so, and I was, they always used to tell me that. And I was just like, yeah, like I always just tried to shrug it off because I was just like, I wanted to, you know, it's like the teenager thing where you just like your parents tell you you're going to do something. But it's just like, yeah, yeah. But like deep down, I knew that I wanted to do it. And um, it wasn't until about lockdown and I started, um, I started doing worship leading over Zoom because I just started learning guitar in lockdown. And I was just, I just messaged, messaged Dave and I was like, oh, hey, man, would you... Uh, would you mind if I did some worship on, on the Zoom? And he was like, yeah, great. And, um, you know, it, it was an interesting experience. And they, um, because over Zoom, the first time worship leading, it was, it was so, it was very funny because, like, it's, it's, people would have their hands out. And I, and, but I wouldn't be able to tell if it was, like, the Zoom lagging or they actually were kind of, like, encountering God. So it was a bit like, you know, it was strange kind of just sing, singing at a computer. But, even just with that first lyric that I sung and that first chord that I played, I just knew that this was my calling. I knew that nothing else, you know, I love football and I love, um, you know, hanging out with my friends and stuff, but I realized that this, that, that doesn't satisfy me as much as this does. And, th you know, this worship leading, I knew that that was, that was my calling. And so I just pressed into that, you know, I was, I was hounding down the door of the worship pastor, like, come on, man, you gotta give, me more, give me more opportunities to play and, and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just been, we've had so many great experiences in our youth with, um, with the worship, especially at like Weekend Away, like Dave was saying, when um, I, was, I was leading that night and I'd gone through a few songs, but I just felt like there's a real sense of like freedom in the room, real sense of, of people needing to lay down their crowns and, and myself included, I felt really convicted of that. And so we, I'd only had like maybe four or five songs planned, but we went on for, for a long time and it was just such a beautiful 
scene, you know, I was just, I was just trying to cater to that as best as possible, just trying to um, facilitate what the Holy Spirit was doing. And it was just, it was really just a great time. And we saw a lot of, a lot of freedom and a lot of, just, it was just a complete sense of reverence just over the room, just people, people encountering the Holy Spirit just everywhere. So that was, that's one example of that, um, of that. So it was great, yeah. Oh, yeah. Special weekend. Over to you ladies, coming your way. So over the last few years, you've experienced Jesus bringing freedom, you, Emily, in your life. Just talk us through a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, Jesus is he's all about freedom. Like, he's, he's, he's very good at it, you know. Um, I mean, I think the times where, like, God has met, met with me most significantly have been, like, the moments where I've been, like, the most open to him, which isn't always easy, and it's not always, like, simple, but, um, you know, I, that's just when he's like really come like for example we had a um a moment of like we had a little worship time last year at DTI before um the main meeting of the last night where we were literally just in our little camping area in a circle in the grass it was very like bare bones guitar voice like but um I just like had a I just had an openness and a readiness I was like god whatever you want to do I'm in like just that simple like surrender I think and God really came like upon the whole like circle and like everyone was meeting with God in a way that was like fresh and new and like um, particularly for me I really felt a sense of his like sovereignty and his authority and and just how big he is and and how far above um, everything else that I'm facing he is you know and and coming off that I was like in total awe of God and I was like man like this is crazy like he loves me and he's for me and he's that big and I just that kind of led me to a place of like, a place of like deeper surrender that was like, I don't want to take the world's word for things anymore. Like, because this God that I now feel to be above the world, like I've like seen how big he is. Like he's been, he's been gracious and showed me that. Like I wanna take his word for it. Like I wanna read the Bible. I wanna, I just wanna speak to him. I just wanna talk about him. And I just, you know, I was filled with love for him and passion for him. And that was all just being open. You know, I didn't do that. Like that was all just being ready for what God had. And, um, and, and putting my identity in Christ has like been the most freeing thing in the world. It's like, it's crazy that the place I'm in now, like I never thought I'd be like worshiping like I have been this week. I never thought I'd be like really, you know, there's real freedom that Jesus has brought me. And it's, it's in the big moments, like at DTI, like, you know, when, when the Holy Spirit's really in the room and like, there's a lot of opportunity to meet there, but it's, it's in like the everyday where I'm just like, I'm really tired sometimes. And I'm like, I want to go to bed, but I like open the word and I, and I, and I pray and, and like just giving God that like half an hour of my life, just like surrendering there and choosing him there is so powerful. And that builds up and that's where you allow him to work in you. And the more you give Jesus of yourself, like the more he gives you of him and it's the best thing in the world. It's just been the most amazing thing to, um, yeah, to see happen in like my friends and to feel happen in me as well. So I'm so grateful, yeah. Wow. So good, so good. And um, so you've, exper Emily, you've experienced like quite a lot of freedom in your own life. And how has that sort of changed your expectation as you start, start sort of reaching out and praying for others? Well, like I said, like that experience I had and like, um, it just showed me how much bigger he is than anything. Like he's bigger than anything and he can do absolutely anything. And like, I think it's that thing of surrender again and like choosing him, like choosing to be obedient. Like even when it's, 
it means being vulnerable. It means like stepping out and praying for someone and giving a word when you're like, oh, I'm not sure if that's God. Um, like his, you know, his working in us, like his working through prayer, it doesn't rely on us being perfect. It doesn't rely on us, you know, having always the right thing to say and, you know, knowing exactly how to do it and doing it perfectly, but we can rely on it to be perfect. And him, because he knows exactly what he's doing and the fact that he involves us in that is so brilliant. Like, um, just for a little example, like, um, we were at a conference similar to this that was just in our church um, a few months ago and I was just watching Bex worship, the lovely Bex. And um, as I kind of saw her encounter the Holy Spirit, I was like, you know, the, just the word boldness just popped into the back of my head, like kind of came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I just let it sit for a second. I was like, okay, I mean, I'll just, you know, see what God does, just go over and pray and, and see how she responds to that. So um, yeah, we had a little pray over that and it seemed like she really kind of, in, you know, encountered God and met with the Holy Spirit there and there was freedom brought. And so honestly, like all God needs from us is like, his like obedience like that's all he asks which is simple but it's not always easy um but the more you see God do the more you're going to want to do it like it doesn't matter how scared you are in the moment like it's always worth it what God brings like it's always worth it and it's amazing what he's done with like my mere like meanness you know like how he works through like what I do even when it's literally sometimes so random and like not perfect but it's it's good because it's really all about him it's really all about what he can do so it, just resting and that has has been freeing as well so it's good and um last but definitely not least hope you've had to wait a long time to see yeah. uh, let's hear from you zeke i think you've got the question yeah, no you've you're only 15 but you've had like moments of breakthrough in your life yeah. particularly when you've encountered jesus why don't you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, um, Jesus has been so graceful to me of just like meeting me in times when I just literally did not want to meet with him, to be quite honest. Um, and I, I got really emotional during the worship today about uh, the song Running, and it was just saying like, you came running, Lord, which is just something that's been so true for my life. Like even when I've had this big guard up of like, actually, Jesus, I don't really want to speak to you, him just coming and meeting me in that. Um, yeah, but I think a really significant moment in my journey with Jesus and where my passion for prayer really came from was DTI 2021. I, in lockdown, I was in a really bad place. I was really depressed, um, really, really down. I just wasn't myself at all. Um, and during one night of the, the ministry, I just felt Jesus just come and meet me. And I don't think I really knew what was going on at the time. I was quite young. But looking back on it now, I can say like, actually, that was Jesus freeing me. And that was him bringing me like peace. And I came home from that DTI with like a new skip in my step. Like I felt really joyful. And it was, it was like, it wasn't how I felt b before. It was like a new sense of joy and happiness that I had, which I knew like in that moment had to have come from God. So yeah. It's great. And, and, and as Susie said, I've come up to Scotland to visit you guys a few times. And often in worship, I'll, I just see you, I hope, like even, maybe even in the middle of worship and you're like, you've gone somewhere to pray for someone or lay hands on someone. And you, you love doing that. You love praying. And how does God speak to you in that way? Yeah. What does it look like for you? Yeah. 
Oftentimes, like, to be honest with you, I really do not know what's going on. <laughs> like, that's why I'm looking around the room because I'm like, Jesus, like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, I just like to like in, in ministry time and in worship time, just look around the room and just be like, Jesus, what are you doing and what do you want me to do? Um, just having that like open heart and um, I think really to do with what Emily said too, like obedience. I think obedience is, is so important um, and it's something that's like really helped me step out. I remember earlier this year we had a conference and I started praying for this woman and I really felt the Lord's uh, like highlight grief of jobs, which was something I felt a bit silly saying it, to be quite honest with you, because I was like, like, gr- like grief over jobs? Like, is that, really, is that really a thing? Like, I wasn't really very sure. Um, but I just said it anyway out of obedience to God, and I was very nervous. But God just brought a lot of freedom within that. And then I just felt like after that, um, she'd messaged my mum this, this message to say like, oh, that was really relevant for me and Jesus did a lot of things and that was like really helpful for me to understand. But I really felt from that moment that that's when I made the decision of I was gonna um, share words with people even if I felt like, oh, that's so embarrassing or oh my goodness, this could be wrong. Just like taking that step of obedience towards God because he lives in risk. Like God loves risk so much. Um, it's, it's where he sees like who, who really wants to follow him and who really wants to help him. Um, so yeah. Yes. Come on. Brilliant. Brilliant. So we're going to spend some time as we always do praying in just a few moments. But before we do, there's, you know, thousands of us sat here in this room and uh, we thought it'd be cool to, to say, like, have any of you got anything you'd like to say just to encourage these guys in the room? Yeah, yeah, I, I actually have something to do with, with worship especially. Um, I think that sometimes we can see like the worship team and we can think there's a bit of a disconnect. We can think, um, oh, like I would love to get involved with worship, especially if you feel like you have a calling of worship over your life and to get involved in that, it can feel like, oh, a bit daunting and you not really know where to start. But like everyone in here, I've if you feel like you have a calling of worship over your life and to get involved in that, I, I really, um, I implore you, in fact, to... Implore, that's a good word, isn't it? Thank implore. you, thank you. Love it. Um, to, to just, to take the next step, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's when you get back, talk to your worship leader or talk to your worship pastor or your parents and just take the next step if you feel like you have a calling of worship over your life because we need younger, more young and young people to get involved in worship. It's not just for the older people. It's for next year we need to see more and more, more and more people involved in worship, especially young people. You know, just because you're young, it doesn't discount you. It doesn't, you know, we need a, a, the new generation to rise up and get involved in worship. Oh, man. That's what I'm... Oh, man. Love if it. you what feel a... you have that calling over your life, let's, let's take that next step, yeah. Andrew, you got any top tips? Yeah, I just encourage you guys, like once you've given your life to Jesus, like the Holy Spirit lives in you. Like Jesus is not just at DTI. I mean, he's here, it's, it's great. Jesus is not just at church on Sunday. Jesus is, lives in you and he wants to meet with you every day. So I would just encourage you, open up your Bible, ask him what he's trying to tell you. And I would say, just listen to God. Just see my clap looks so pathetic on the screen. It's like a half light. But if I clap properly, it's, it's not great. Anyway, uh, what about you, Hope? Uh, yeah, I would just encourage you, like, in this next time of worship and ministry, just to look around the room and ask Jesus, like, what are you actually doing? Like, um, and what, what do you want me to do with that? Uh, even if 
you know, ask God for words and, and any prophecy he can give to you. But if you're really not feeling anything, but you just see someone receiving from God, just offer to go over and pray for them and just see what God's gonna do with that. It's, again, it's just that, that step of obedience. Just if you feel like God's saying something to, like, to you, just go for it. DTI is a really, really good place to like, go and pray for people because half the people you won't probably ever see again. So, <laughs> so yeah. Okay, love it. Is there anything else anyone wants to say before we go on to Nietzsche? Uh, I just want to say that God has a plan for each of us in his kingdom and like he wants to use our gifts. You might not even see it in yourself, but his plans for each of us are so big, we can't even comprehend it. So if you have a fire in your heart, just chase it and run as fast as you can because God is next to you the whole way and you can touch lives with whatever you have, whether it be talking to people, just having an ear to listen, like... That little thing can change someone's life forever. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just had a sense actually during the worship that there's like, you know, God was really making me think like, I was here like two years ago at DTI and I was like, I was a totally different person. And I was not like, I was, I was not like in a, in a place where I would be up here like within two years time, but God, like, I feel like there's maybe people in the room that feel like God is, there's, there's maybe like, they just doubt that there's goodness in them or there's doubt, they doubt that there's like something that God can bring out in them that could like, you know, help people or, you know, forward his kingdom. But like, like Tanitza said, like in every single person, like there's so much goodness because we bear his image and there's no exceptions at all. And every single person in this room, like by just surrendering, like however that looks to you, like, you can meet with God, like God, God can bring out that goodness in you because like that's what he does and he's so good, you know, he's so good. Yeah. Brilliant. Can we thank these guys? Really good, really, really good. And um, I hope that's encouraged you guys. It's really encouraged us. And I want to just reiterate what, what these guys said earlier, but just to let you know, th these guys, whilst they're amazing, they are actually very normal as well. You know, they're very normal. They have normal stuff going on. Their lives aren't perfect. Like, none of our lives are perfect. But what they are is they are hungry for the Lord. Like, they're hungry for God. They're hungry for more of his presence. They're hungry to take risks and to step out. And so we want to encourage you. Like, obviously, we've got the meeting today and the meeting tonight. But as we go from here, it's not just about what happens here in this space. It's about what happens the rest of the year as well. You guys have each other. You have your youth groups. Like God can do amazing, amazing things and he wants to through you. So hopefully that's encouraged you.